Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to Shift Drink on Full Service Radio, broadcasting live from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. I am Matthew Ramsey, Wiley Coyote, Cheeseburger Life Coach, and Cold Bear. No, oh, Cold, cold Beer. Bear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Eddie Kim, proud DCist, sneaky barman, and highball evangelist. Every week, we share a shift drink and swap war stories from behind the line with chefs, bartenders, bakers and brewers, and pretty much anyone who touches this all-encompassing industry. This week, we are joined by the venerable Dave Coleman. Hello, y'all. He's the co-founder and president of Three Stars Brewing, located right here in Washington, D.C., northwest, I believe, in the Tacoma Park neighborhood. It is the D.C. side of Tacoma, so it's Tacoma, not Tacoma Park. Oh, yes. But, indeed. Great. Uh, Now, this is the, the, the first Monday after Thanksgiving. I'm still... Well, I think we're all kind of struggling just a, just a hair. <laughs> we're, we're all in full-blown recovery mode here. Um, but we had talked a big game previously about... We talked quite a bit. We, uh, the we, Popeyes... We talked about this chicken. Popeyes turkey. Uh, how, was, how did the chicken turn out? Or the turkey. How did the turkey turn out? <laughs> <laughs> Stop calling it a chicken, man. You got to give the turkey respect. No, I, I, honestly, I had heard of big things about this turkey. I've had coworkers that have enjoyed this thing previously. Um... It tasted good. Um, it was just the texture was off. It was uh, it was a little dry. Oh, it's definitely dry. Yeah, uh, the the skin was well seasoned. Yeah, it had that Cajun seasoning to it. It was a little crispy, but uh, um, yeah, it was a little dry. I they think probably like, should have brined it. <laughs> I, I honestly don't it know came how in a they weird pulled bag. it. Yeah, it came in a bag. It, I think I think they sous vide it. I don't know. No, they didn't. There's no way they fucking sued me. Because like, there was like a lot of <laughs> juices in there. I don't know. Anyways, Matthew's not lazy, but he just did want to concentrate on... I wanted to focus on the sides. The sides. It's all about the sides. It is. Yeah. Um, are there any Thanksgiving dishes or traditions that you do, Dave? Green bean casserole. That's number one stunner. We had a lot of, and uh, segue to Eddie Kim's Taco Bell bisque. It tasted like liquid tacos. <laughs> what? <laughs> Which is not like... Terrible, creamy, liquid taco. <laughs> it was it was delightful. Uh, it was definitely the star of the show. Um, it tasted like something. If Taco Bell started serving soups, it tasted like what it would be. It's like okay, <laughs> I'll pay two ninety nine for this. And, so what, what was the process? You basically liquefied <laughs> taquitos. You take the taquitos, the chicken roll ups, uh, throw in some broth, uh, a can of diced tomatoes, uh, I sweated some onions and garlic, and you just puree the shit out of it. Mm. There's some cream. It's great. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was good. And then we also had a uh, meats and foods uh, half smoke stuffing. Yeah, which I thought I thought this is great. I thought, oh, yeah. I thought their Scott sausage. Nana. Yeah, yeah. Previous uh, big, big hunt employees. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We all worked together at the crew. Yeah, um, and it was definitely awesome. Definitely a delightful way to go. And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we have yet actually we ate so much that we passed on dessert pretty much. Yeah. So we have a second dessert, a little fest coming up. A little, uh, a little milk cult. 
We'll see how Ice that goes. Ice cream pie waiting for us. Uh, Dave, how was how was your Thanksgiving? It was great. Yeah. I spent it with my wife, and that was it. That's all you needed. And we cooked together and spent the day at home and didn't really do shit. So it was awesome. Do you go fairly traditional with your fixings and trimmings, or do you have something specific that you like to do? Normally we do, uh, but this year we didn't want to go out and find a turkey, so we did pork tenderloin and uh filet mignon hell yeah and then you know uh green bean cast mashed potatoes all that shit it's all about the green bean casserole it is all about the green bean cast yeah it really (laughs) is like the number one stunner of thanksgiving and it's it's funny because i don't know why nobody fucking makes it like any time other than <laughs> at Thanksgiving. Like, no, you're right. It should, that be, shit it should is, be a year-round thing. It should be like a fucking weekly thing <laughs> on your goddamn yeah. menu. That shit is delicious. It's so good. Yeah, I agree. Uh, now, do you do the traditional uh, cream of mushroom soup, or do you do the... That's something that needs to die. <laughs> so, <laughs> be so here's something funny. My wife is gluten-free, so okay. typically I make the cream of mushroom. Right. This year, she found gluten-free Progresso cream of mushroom, and we used it, and it was fucking dog shit. (laughs) So we won't be doing that again. So we've all learned some lessons. Yeah, it's it's better if I just create it with gluten-free flour, and I do it from scratch, because gluten-free progresso is bullshit okay yep so noted just so you know noted for all those hacks out there um yeah. now i don't know how many of you watched the brad the brad leone uh, hot ones edition this thanksgiving i don't even know uh, what new episode about. hot ones what is hot ones so hot ones this is a Sounds uh, like something on the internet it, it's a youtube <laughs> uh, show on first we feast um there are nine seasons now i believe but it's basically an, uh, it's a brilliant format uh it's Two people, uh, they've had every celebrity known to man on it, uh, and they basically conduct an interview one hot wing at a time, and the hot wings get progressively hotter as they go. Oh, okay. So uh, I'm from Ohio, so I grew up with wings. I love wings. It's so, sounds like you need I to be on the show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they get, it goes up to like two million scovels, which is just That's a lot. brain melting. Yeah. Um, but Brad Leon was on recently, and he was talking about how it makes sense that Lobster was probably a part of the uh, the first Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and that we should be celebrating lobster. On I believe he's from the Northeast, anyways. So of I, course, yeah, he's a little bit biased in yeah. all of this. Um, I'm just saying, lobster sounds awfully good for our next turkey day. I'm just saying that my family's from New England originally, and lobsters were actually limited how many you could serve to a prisoner. Right, right, right. Because they were considered a parasite. Yeah. And now they're a delicacy. It's, it was the junk food. Yeah, it was junk food. It was garbage. Yeah. Um, this is actually a pretty nice segue into our news segment because <laughs> I'm looking at this article right now. It's on Delish. Um, it's a retelling of a young per, uh, young woman's um, days at Boston Market on Thanksgiving Day. Oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, I feel bad for and it's a good And it's a good article. It's a little bit of schadenfreude, but... Um, uh, I mean, I didn't know Boston Market pretty much makes everything from scratch. And Did they really? Yeah. They, they prepare for Thanksgiving hell about a month beforehand. They, they, she equates they it start, to they start baking the Super Bowl. Their chickens a month. Before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Anyways, it's a good read. Um, also, in that kind of trashy news, uh, White Castle meets White Castle for Castlemania. Mm. Uh, the world's biggest White Castle is coming to Disney World's backyard, forty-five hundred square feet. Um, and it's going to be Florida's first White Castle since the 1960s. 1960s. Dave, are you a, are you a White Castle fan at all? 
Dude, do you see how my head is turned? Yeah. <laughs> I grew up on the Beastie Boys. I love White Castle. White Castle is where it's at. It, it was is. the first, it's the first uh, fast food of all time. Really? Yeah, they invented the slider uh, and, and fast food. No way. They didn't beat out the croaks and the, and the McDonald's and all they're that. The, they're the very first really? one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good to know. You learn something new every day. It's a PSA for you. Um, what's going on? Chicago. Let's talk about Chicago. Chicago has raised its minimum wage to $15 per hour by 2021. Uh, I know this was a hot topic in D.C. several years ago, and it still is. Um, so we like to keep track of what's going on nationwide. So the minimum wage in Chicago now is, I believe, $14 per hour. And they have, like, they call it the sub-minimum. That's a, basically our tip credit. Um, and that is, will increase $2 from six forty to eight forty. That's um, And just so everyone knows, it's a PSA. DC, the minimum wage is $14. And the tip credit is four forty five. So everyone make sure that you're getting your due. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um... Also, in kind of weird news, Mike Isabella made a splash this, uh, this last week. Oh. He's back. Yeah, he took my segue. Sorry. <laughs> Speaking of things in Florida that gives us heartburn <laughs> and we never want <laughs> we regret the next morning. Isabella's having his, his burnt moment, it looks like. Uh, uh, um, yes, he has resurfaced it in Sarasota, Florida at an Italian restaurant consulting for them. Tim Carmen um, asked contacted him for a comment and i believe there was a two-word answer which i don't know what it is but we can only assume that if the washington post can't print it right and it's something special and colorful um okay well listen we are Moving already drinking uh it is shift drink dave what did you uh, what did you ask for uh rye whiskey Man. Rye whiskey, Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's typically you were my go-to in my bar last night drinking these. Um, there was one little quirky thing you didn't want to garnish. I was wondering yeah. if that's a preference. I don't need it. I'm here for the whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you also do you do like it on the rocks, which I'm also a fan of. Yeah, I don't like uh, whatever you call those fucked up stupid glasses. The coops. The coops. Yeah. I fucking hate those glasses. I hate those. I hate martini glasses. Just give it to me in a rocks class. <laughs> um, I'm I'm a huge fan of Manhattan's on the rocks too. I was ha- very happy to see someone else that embraces it, it, this. It's literally my go-to. If I'm not drinking beer, I'm drinking that. Especially and sometimes I'm just drinking just whiskey. <laughs> it's something about being in like a busy bar and you ask the bartender for a Manhattan. Just do it on the rocks. It lasts longer and it's easier to hold for, so it won't spill. Well, I like that because it allows you to sip and it changes over time. And yeah, yeah, and it won't and you get up. bumped into and people are like moving around you and you're like you're moving and you're talking and everything like that and it's like, yo, know, just put that shit in the fucking ice, man, and put it in a short glass. I mean, can you imagine being a cocktail server in the in the golden age of the the the, the martini era where everything was martini? Ugh. And they all came in those dumb fucking glasses. Oh, you mean in the like nineties in the, 90s, in the yeah. shitty martini era? <laughs> the oh, shitty yeah. martini era. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. The golden age of apple martini and oh, uh, and can you imagine having to serve those? Oh, I mean, just like, what do you got? Are you Edward Steady Hands? Yeah. I mean, those cocktailers are. I mean, you know, to this it's, day, they probably have the most, the best balance I can think of. Good for them. Yeah. Um. 
but we also, you were gracious enough to bring um, a four-pack of Tallboys from your brewery, uh, Low Hanging Fruit. Yep. Uh, what's is it? Is it out? Available now? Yeah. So this is a uh, Low Hanging Fruit with raspberries. It's a uh, it's a sour ale that has um, a shit ton of raspberry puree in it. Um, it's an ongoing series. So we did one with pomegranate. We did one with strawberry. We've now done raspberry, and next up is blackberry sage. Uh, just an ongoing exploration of sour beer and how you can affect it with adding fruit to it and how you can change the whole process around it. Um, our One of our brewers, Greg, is in charge of all the things sour in our house, and he's doing a kick-ass job. He oh, also awesome. runs our Funker Dome. Uh, so. uh, slow down. What's the Funker Dome? <laughs> Welcome to the Funker Dome. Uh, Funker Dome is actually a society, so it's a membership program. I'm going to do that. That might work better. Uh, it's a membership program, uh, so you buy a membership for the year annually. Uh, it's 100 bucks. You get five different uh, 750s that are limited releases. And you're basically one of maybe 350 to 400 people who are going to get those bottles. Cool. And no one else gets it. So it's pretty cool. And we have that aligned with our Illuminati program, which is the other side, which is clean barrels, not sour barrels, uh, which is like barrel-aged stouts, barrel-aged saisons. So same format, same program. Uh, but we have we have split it into two because people like what they like, and some people like sour beer, some people don't. So we try to accommodate. Now I, I know you personally have a, a proclivity towards the sour things. Yeah. Do, do sours? They, I mean, do they are they do they have a seasonality to them? I, I think sour. I think obviously like hot summer days, but it means these are being brewed for for Christmas. It sounds like and. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they really have a seasonality. Um, we try to change some of the additions to fit the season. So we added sage for the one for the holidays. Right. Um, but I think sour is a year-round beverage. Um, I mean, it's a good way of preserving fruit, also, and you can drink your raspberry all year round, maybe with a little bit of a barrel aging to help uh, accentuate yeah. it for this the season. Really fucking good. Or you can nice. maybe throw a little bit of old overhold in there and, you know, make it really delicious. <laughs> <Is that? laughs> it's a thing. So I was just in Florida and... Uh, the whiskey a, beer sour. I have uh, a bottle of aquavit right here. Maybe that'll yeah, work. A, a chef in Florida uh, at a sushi restaurant started throwing sake into that sour. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And it was outrageous. And it was like a non-sweet sake, so it really played... A dryness, yeah. Yeah, I know you're going to try that tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I'm already looking at both of you going, these fuckers are going to go across the street and get a bottle <laughs> of sake, and that's what they're going to do. I remember... Um, a couple of years ago, you did a collaboration with Daikaya. Mm-hmm. They made a, what, a Sancho Pepper Saison. Mm-hmm. Yep. How did that collaboration come about? And not that you use sake or anything like that, but using, let's see, alternate ingredients that aren't raspberries. Aren't no, really no, it was all um, very Japanese forward. 
um, it was basically uh, Katsuya saying, I like this ingredient, I like this ingredient, and then we were just working with him. That's, that's how most of that stuff goes when we're doing collabs, is we're getting input from our partners, in that case a chef, a very talented chef, um, who was like, I want to use this, I want to use this. And we were like, we don't know what any of these fucking ingredients are. Never heard of them, never worked with them. And we just did it. Like, at what point do you just, you know, you say, like, hold up, slowly roll. Like, I, even if you did know the ingredient, be like, I know this is not going to work in here. <laughs> oh, no, that, that happens. That happens. Yeah, when people are like, oh, I want to throw in blistered shishitos. And you're like, no, that, that's not going to do a goddamn thing for the beer. Let's not do it. Um, but Sancho Pepe, I mean, that's very... Uh, citrus driven it's like so yeah, aromatic yeah yeah, yeah very cool. aromatic it was it was super cool um also um katsuya and i just vibe totally on the whole hip-hop and break dancing and graffiti vibe and it was just it was just cool like those are those are the those are the collaborations you want to do you want to do things where it's not just a bullshit collab you want to do collabs with people who you're like yo i fucking totally fucks with you like i get you you get me we understand each other we have like a deep rooted understanding of one another and that's why this project is gonna work mm-hmm. sometimes you work with people where you're like man this just it's not vibing you vibe with uh katsuya's proclivity towards backstreet boys no. <laughs> no, no, that answer is no. But and yeah, nor no, did I know that. Be perfect, nor so I nor did I know that. And now that I do, I'm looking forward to busting his Clap balls over. about. Oh, it. just go to a late night at Daikaya. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but that, I mean, that's not the only time you guys have. have I mean, you guys have your. You're famous for your, your peppercorn saison. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, is, was this uh, an early? conception uh this is like one of your first brews right that kind of we launched with peppercorn yeah it was one of the it was one of the three we launched with so yeah um peppercorn's been our mainstay since day one and uh it's still our number one stunner um it's our top selling beer well even just like talking about like beer cocktails like the one the whiskey beer sour uh Trevor Fry used to do that mezcal, uh, the mezcal cocktail with the, with the peppercorn saison, and it's just so awesome. That oh, pepper- remind me, what, what was it? What was that? Uh, I think it was literally it was pepper, or sorry, uh, lime peppercorn saison, uh, and then uh, illegal mezcal, which has a lot of prominent like white pepper notes. Yeah, um, but the, combined, it was just like it was great. We have a benefit here in, in the district that a lot of people are very creative. And doing a lot of really cool shit. I hate that uh, across the country, people think that we're like second or third to New York. DC is the best. It's small. It's manageable. And we have some of the most talented people in this town. Yeah. And it's great because we also all work together as a community. And it's just like, you know what? I like New York. It's a nice place to visit. I live here. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, it's, it's hard to compare the two cities. I mean, we are, obviously our food scene is now a huge thing, uh, as well as our beverage scene. But New York, they have infinitely millions more people than us. Well, I mean, it's not meant for comparison either. Yeah. It's just a total... I mean, it's apples and oranges. northeast. We're mid-Atlantic. It's, Big apples and Washington, D.C. oranges. Yeah. It's a <laughs> different vibe and... <laughs> I wish we can get past this I might, I might smack you after this. <laughs> <laughs> Big apples and Washington, D.C. oranges, because we make a lot of oranges That's here. right. That's our thing. Yeah. Uh, three stars. Had, I mean, was this a name that came very easily to you and Mike, or did you struggle with something? Because Eddie and I have gotten drunk a lot of nights to come up with different names for, A, the podcast, alternate names for the podcast once we find out that somebody else has the same name. <laughs> we picked it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, 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 it's a process. Was three stars something that you guys immediately jumped on? So in the beginning, uh, Mike and I had a third partner, um, but I mean, oh, okay. stars yeah. and bars, yeah, 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 yeah. stars and bars. Um, we had a third partner who had to back out, um, but three stars made sense. I may or may not regret it um, because everyone who's not from here doesn't know shit about our flag. Right. So people are like, "Why not five stars?" Do you just do you just make mediocre shit? I and never, it's like, I never. God actually, damn it, you fucking assholes! It's the fucking DC flag. And I've never actually thought about it in the context of like a rating. System. A rating system. <laughs> yeah. That's really well, funny. everyone else does, and people are like, "Why didn't you call it five stars?" And I'm like, "Well, if I got three Michelin stars, that'd be pretty fucking cool." <laughs> but yeah, nobody gets it. So uh, yeah, three stars. It's just totally a DC thing. Um, we have it all over our branding. Um, we love the city. Neither of us are from here, um, but I've lived here almost 20 years. Met my wife here, bought my house here, started my business here. Um, it's it's all about D.C. Yeah. I love this city. I mean, I've lived in Chicago, New York, London, Ireland, Canada, I've lived everywhere, and seven days into living in this town. It's a lot of cold towns. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like cold no wonder you well, like DC so much. Uh, I'm from Cleveland. <laughs> it's not even Florida. cold here. It's not even cold here. I'm from Cleveland. This shit is nothing. Um, but seven days into moving here, I got a job as a door guy at the Big Hunt. And uh, when I walked out of there having that job secured, I was like, this is my fucking town. We will talk about that soon. Uh, um, we will. <laughs> but, but you probably have an ad break. Uh, yes. Actually, <laughs> why, don't, why don't we go ahead and take that ad break? What a pro. Thank you. Oh, what my goodness. What a pro. I've done it before. Uh, we are going to take an ad break. I'd listen to some cool music. You're listening to Shift Drink on Full Service Radio. We're here with Dave Coleman of Three Stars Brewing. Come back.
Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're listening to Shift Drink. Uh, I'm Matthew Ramsey here with Eddie Kim and joined by Dave Coleman of Three Stars Brewing. Uh, all right, so one thing we have not done yet is uh, a little game we call uh, Two Truths, One Lie. Two Truths, One Lie. All right, this is a, a new game to you, um, but I guess it was, yeah. It's a new game. It's a new, it's game. A new game to a lot of our guests. Yeah. The concept is easy. Yeah, I understand trees. the concept. You're going to lie to Eddie, but not to myself. <laughs> I'm going to lie to both of you. I'm actually going to give you like three lies, probably. Wrapped in a truth. Like, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, all right. Ready? So how do you Fire want away. me to do this? Fire away. Fire just away. Like, Fire away. Just one, like one, one two, two, three. three. Yeah. That's three. it. A lot of eye contact. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't really like the eye contact. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, I had my first job at the age of eleven. I love listening to hip hop. I voted for Donald Trump. Wow! Just put it out there. Okay. <laughs> First shot eleven. That could have been anything. I'm guessing that's true. I'm gonna say he's. I'm gonna say he's making it easy for us. Yeah. Maybe hip hop. We already know he likes uh-huh. the hip hop. The hip and the it, hop. It's between the one and the three. It's yeah. I'm guessing. So are you for Donald Trump or child labor? <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Eddie Kim is sizing it up for us here. Wow. Thanks, Eddie. Yeah, I'm just saying. You know, <laughs> I'm boil it down to what it is. Um. Okay, I'm, I'm going to make it easier for you, unless you don't want me to. No, don't make it easy. Don't make it easy. No, no. No, we, we have a strict rule of no follow-up questions here. C, C is a lie. I think C is the lie. C is a lie. C is the lie. I got my... Uh... Oh, oh, the warm <laughs> glow of applause. I love it. I love the applause. I got a work permit when I was 11 years old uh, because I asked my parents to buy me... Some Verite Francois Drabeau jeans. And the price tag on them was so high that my mom and dad were like, if you want those fancy-ass jeans, go get a fucking job. And I was like, well, I'm 11, and I can't work legally. <laughs> and they took me to City Hall and got me a work permit. Nice. Is that, is that a thing you have to do? It was a thing back in 1987. I don't know if that's still a place. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed to get your 11-year-old a job. I, I got my first job, I think, at age 12, uh, mucking horse stables. They paid me a solid dollar an hour. It sucked. Wow, that sucks. Yeah. What was your job? Uh, dishwasher. Nice. Yeah. I think one of my first jobs was restringing tennis rackets. Restringing tennis rackets. Yo, that's a hard job. No. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> None I, of these I'm jobs are good. I've restrung a tennis <laughs> racket before, but that sounds way harder than washing a dish. 
Ugh, all right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Moving on. Yeah. So I made it easy on you guys. Thank you. You love hip hop. Uh, I, I know it's because you were talking about uh, your new place. You guys are expanding in Tacoma. Um, and there's art all over the place. And it's you, you basically told the artist to kind of recreate your childhood. Yep. Um, will dishwashing also make the the cut? Yeah, we have we have, <laughs> we have dishwashing facilities as well. Uh, I hopefully won't have to do that that often. But uh, on on the walls are graffiti, uh, hip hop stuff, maybe. Yep. Eight uh, bit, eight bit, and some tattoo art. Tattoo art, yeah, yeah. Right. It's a it's a new expansion space, five thousand square feet. Um, we just, so just slightly bigger than the the White Castle. In Florida. Which, oh, the yeah. white 500 <laughs> square feet, enough for her dishwashing pit. <laughs> a massive one. That's what I call callback, guys. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, new space, uh, private event space, open open space, food prep, all that. Um, it's going to be fucking unreal. We've already got, like, five weddings booked for 2020. Uh, we did a bunch of weddings this year. Um uh, so how do you see yourself kind of like integrating yourself into the DC? So, I mean, you did the brewery, you made the beer, and now it's like now it's almost like a whole lifestyle that you're 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 putting forward with this whole brewery space and 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 event space, and it's like where where where's where's that going to all go? I mean, we are DC's brewery, yeah, and we've been doing it. We've won best of. I think four out of seven years, including one year when they didn't award Best Brewery, which was 2018, because they didn't want us to win it back to back. So they just didn't award it. So we've got what I would call four out of six. Um, Not bad. Not bad at all. No. Uh, And you guys also have your home brewing uh, shop. Yep. We have a homebrew shop. all the ingredients, equipment, and everything you need in order to make beer at home. That's how we started out. We started out as home brewers. Uh, it was a fun place to start, and that's where we kind of got the itch to open our own business. And then we went, we went all in. We put our houses up as collateral and said, fuck it. And a lot of people asked... Uh, again and again, um, you know, what's the worst case scenario? And it's funny, like, when people ask you that, like, what's the worst case scenario? And it's funny to be asked that question because my answer is so different from what they think it's going to be. Worst case scenario to most people is you fuck it up and you go out of business, you lose the house, you're credit score goes to zero you empty your bank account you lose everything like you wind up fucked and that's what people expect is the answer but that's not the fucking answer in my mind the worst case scenario has always been when the carousel starts slowing down and you're laying in the fucking hospital room or wherever the fuck you are the worst case scenario is going, I wish I, I woulda, I coulda, I shoulda. Losing everything doesn't fucking matter to me. I'll go back to being a fucking bartender. And in two years, I'll buy another fucking house. And I'll do it all over again. 
worst case scenario to me is not taking a fucking swing. Yeah. And that's, and that's hard for some people to comprehend. A lot of people don't look at life like that. Like, I'm all about living in technicolor. Like, trying to live a very vibrant life. And with that comes the highs and the lows. But at least you know you're going for it. And you're not being a fucking chump. I measured my words there. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of restaurants that people go into these days. And they're doing it in, in a certain way that they're hedging their bets. Because, you know, this, this is a crazy market. DC's crazy. Yep. Yeah. Um, but that was not what you had in mind. You, would you would you agree, agree with that? that no, you, I wanted... You did not... That was not something that you wanted to hedge your bets on. No, I wanted, I wanted to swing for the fences. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. But a lot of people don't understand that. Like, a lot of people don't understand even that mindset of just being like look at the end of the fucking day I don't care if you're a Christian a Muslim a Hindu a Buddhist I don't give a fuck what religion you are at the end of the day it's the end of the day there ain't no coming back so like what are you going to achieve with the time that you have here so like go for it fucking go for it man like, don't sit in a fucking cubicle and go, well, I'm getting my 34 grand a year and it's nice and comfy and I know I have fucking health insurance. Like, figure out what you want to do and fucking go after it. Pursue it. Like, live the dream. And that's something that I don't think everyone does. And it kind of bothers me. I mean, if I were to make a guess, so kind of turning back the clock a little bit, in DuPont Circle, a lot of offices, you're bartending at Big Hunt, you were probably front seat to a lot of a lot of this and and Yeah, a lot of depressed ass motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, well actually I mean to, to be fair, when I was yeah, when I was introduced <laughs> to you, you're speaking to my heart right now, Eddie Kim. Uh, I was working in a cubicle and we would we'd spend our after hours at, at the Big Hunt. And that's how I. So did I. I mean, I worked there for less than a year first before got I got laid with off. All of you and startup, but yeah, and it was the Big Hunt. What, what was the kind of mood back then? That's like fifteen, more than fifteen years ago. Yeah, I left. I left. Come here. I left the hunt in uh, two thousand eleven, I think two thousand eleven. So, um, and, and just a, sorry to interrupt, but Scott and Anna also worked with you, and you yeah. know, they're alums of our show, and they've gone on to they've they've swung for defenses too, and they've gone on to great things with meats and foods. And it's really funny because the the cast and crew of the Big Hunt um, went one of two ways: either they rose up and found it, or they sat back and took it. And I just wasn't gonna do that. I I wanted my own thing, and I wanted to be independent, independently creative and resourceful. And I think that a lot of people who would come in my bar, and I had a lot of fucking regulars. I worked happy hour all week, and I had a lot of regulars, and they would come in, and they were every day. They were Monday through Friday, and they'd come in, and they'd be like, hey, how are you doing? 
Good, how are you? Well, you know, my job sucks, <laughs> and I fucking hate everything, so I'll have another IPA, and give me another whiskey, and, 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 and that was just like their thing. And I just started looking at it and just going, man, fuck that. Like, that just doesn't sound right to me. Like, you've been coming here for the 10 years that I've been here. And you come in every day. Don't you think, like, shouldn't something change? You know what I mean? Like, get, get, get a dream. Like, get an idea. And and go with it and who gives a fuck you know like who cares if it fails I don't but you only have so many years like go chase it go chase the thing like I don't know Now I, I gotta ask are these motivational tapes also available for sale <laughs> at the uh, at the home brewing shop You'd actually be surprised at how many people have actually paid me so to Dave come Dave actually in. just coming to your house and yelling at you in your face. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't yell a lot, but you'd be surprised at how many people have actually paid me to come talk to their staff. Um, beer making, I mean, it can be a very harrowing uh, tightrope walk where a slight misstep can spell disaster for an entire batch, um, especially when you're just starting out. What is a, maybe a misstep that led towards a happy accident and one that led towards uh, absolute soul-crushing ruin? You ask the tough questions. <laughs> um, when we first opened, we had a batch of uh, peppercorn saison. And I'm talking about first opened like three weeks into our release. And we had a batch of peppercorn saison that got scorched. And now, when you what say, does that mean? Yeah, yeah, when you say scorched. It means just what it sounds like. So we had a direct fire system. So it's literally a burner underneath a kettle. So think of a gigantic pasta pot. So if you don't stir your pasta, right, it gets burnt. So we had a batch of peppercorn saison about three weeks in that got totally scorched. And you're talking about probably 15 grand in opportunity money right there. And we smelled it. We turned off the burner. We had blended it with another batch. So both batches were now compromised. Oh, God. Um, And we kept tasting it for weeks. I mean, week after week. We, We were like day after day tasting it and going... Are you picking it up? Are you not picking it up? Are you picking it up? Are you not picking it up? Is it psychosomatic? Is it really there? And then finally, there just came a time when I looked at my partner and I said, integrity. And I opened the valve on the bottom of the tank and I dumped it all down the drain. Uh, Yeah. And when you're really young in a small business, that kind of money not coming in is tough. Yeah. But ruining your reputation that early on worse right so yeah we've always tried to err on the side of caution and known that you know reputation is the most important thing and if we're going to be the best we have to we have to hold ourselves to that standard um 
did any of that lead to on the on the flip side on the on the, on the happier side? Was there were there any happy accidents that came out? They were like, oh, this actually could work. This could be a flavor profile that we now. Um, a lot of the stuff that we do in our sour program has turned out uh, exceeding our expectations. Cool. Um, and we have put together the Funker Dome program for this year was amazing. Um, and the program we have in place for next year is going to be even better. And that's one of the nice things is that we continue to kind of exceed expectations, which is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we're starting to run a little bit low on time. I think we should cut to our final game, a little thing we call Rapid Fire. Time for the payback. We'll ask you a series of questions. Um, whatever comes to our head, we'll ask you, and then you, whatever comes to your head, it's my we'll answer. Tell us. Yeah. <laughs> Great. This sounds fun. It's like Jeopardy. Uh, food or non-food related. Um, so while you're cooking Thanksgiving dinner, what was the junk food that you were eating? Cheetos. Nice. Flaming hot or just regular? Just regular. Nice. nice. Crunchy. Uh, what is the last food you microwaved? Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> leftovers. Leftovers, yeah. Uh, do, you have a, do you have a go-to uh, karaoke song? No, but I should. Uh, if, it, if it was, it would be from the windows to the wall. <laughs> okay. Wow, you are the, wow. you're the first person to take their karaoke act live on the radio for us. There you go. <laughs> What's your worst habit? Uh, I'm still a smoker. What would your wife say is your worst habit? <laughs> that I'm still a smoker. Okay. <laughs> that never mind. Uh, is there an ingredient in your in your beer making that you tend to shy away from? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, I don't like lactose that much. Interesting. What's your worst beer making injury in graphic detail? Oh, the first beer we ever made professionally at Evo. In uh, Salisbury, Maryland, they asked me to dump the hops in, and I got the bucket full of hops, and I dumped it in into the kettle. And uh, I was like, oh, that's kind of cold. Wait, no, that can't be cold. And I had third-degree burns on my left arm. So that was oh, the worst. Hot wart. Skin melting. Yeah, skin melting. Um, go to teenage drink outside of beer. Teenage drink? Yeah. What's a teenage drink? Know, like when you're in like high school and like, you know. Oh, what did I drink steal, in high school? Stealing from the cabinets and, you know, uh, breaking I, curfew. Yeah, I used to. Uh, <laughs> shit. You guys are fucking assholes. Um, I used to bong um, Old English and Colt 45. Oh, <laughs> Oh, we are assholes. That's horrible. Yeah, 40 ounces at a time. <laughs> that's, that's brutal. That's so funny. <laughs> Yo, Cleveland, bro. Cleveland. Oh, uh, yeah. Bro. Yeah, wow. Cleveland. Um, um, my final question. What is your deathbed meal? Oh, Jesus. Uh, ribeye steak. Uh, twice baked potato. No. Ribeye steak, mashed potatoes. And motherfucking green bean casserole. Oh, green bean casserole! <laughs> For the win. <laughs> uh, all right, let's let's do a little quick marry, fuck, fuck kill. kill. Fuck, marry, kill. 
All right. We actually haven't done this in a while. It's been a second. Yeah. So welcome back. Um, <laughs> we're going to give you uh, three trends happening in, in breweries lately, yeah. uh, and we want to see which one you will fuck, Mary kill. Uh, artisanal Mexican lager uh, style beer. Fuck. Your hazy IPAs. And I like this last one. And uh, brewery seltzers. Fuck that shit. <laughs> but as, <laughs> fuck. Okay, so I'm gonna so go. You, you gotta choose one of these, to Mary. You gotta kill one, and you gotta. Fuck oh one. Jesus! All right, then. Repeat. Okay, so artisanal Mexican lager style beers, hazy IPAs, or breweries making their own hard seltzers. Hard seltzers. Fuck Mary Kill. Oh, so you want to fuck the Mexican loggers? I hate those. I'd, I'd probably kill them. Okay. Oh, you're oh. going to kill those. Okay. Oh, gonna... you mean fuck like I want to fuck it. Yes. Oh, then I'm going to shit. Like a one-night thing. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, like a one-night thing. We're exploring all the different can options I, for I fucking go, something. Can I yeah. go kill, marry, fuck, kill? Yes, but you have to translate for us. Yes. So kill loggers because I don't like to drink them. Okay. Marry and fuck hazy IPAs. Okay. And kill the fucking seltzer. Okay, fine. We'll give you that. The, right. Double kill. We'll give you that. We'll give you that. Okay. Doing a double murder here. It's double yeah. homicide and fucking admo today. Uh, David, thanks so much for joining us this week. <laughs> you can uh, revisit this week's episode or previous episodes on iTunes or wherever uh, you grab your podcasts, including iTunes and Spotify, and uh, find us on all the social medias as at ShiftDrinkDC. Uh, don't forget to throw us a review on iTunes or give us a one-star review on Yelt. Yelp. 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 That with Barbara Streisand. Yeah. Uh, a special thank you to Jeffrey Lamoureux for our intro music and DJ Rectech for the hilarious sound effects. I just want to do a quick shout-out to the quick to the recent passing of Rocky Ye, who was uh, a great bartender um, out of Seattle, and uh, if you ever went to Tales at a Cocktail or a major cocktail event, you probably saw him running around with his shirt off, um, which is beloved now. Um, and then uh, we have an event coming up in two weeks at the brewery. We do uh, December fifteenth. Holiday extravaganza goes down at the brewery. Get on that shit. Right, sells out every year. Get those tickets early. It's it's a fucking party. We have live music, DJs, tons of fucking awesome beer, including out of market beers, and uh, yours truly will be probably dressed in a Santa outfit. So wow, yeah, it's a sight to behold. <laughs> Santa Claus. Awesome. Until next week, guys. Thank you so much. All right, thanks, guys. <laughs>